Golight presents Murder Most Irish. Did anybody look good? Um, I'm gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I saw Lizzo, and I saw Lizzo and Pedro Pascal. And I, I don't think I saw him. What was he wearing? I don't know. I just assumed he was there. He probably was. He's the new thing. He's the so moment, he's isn't good. he? He is the moment. Oh, I saw Jared Leto dressed up as a furry. Oh, is he into that now? He was a bit in a big cat. You know, like Carl Lagerfeld had a white cat. Is this whole thing dedicated to Carl Lagerfeld? Yeah, the whole Met Gala was about Carl Lagerfeld because what's-her-name was like one of his best friends, Anna Winter. You know she's dating Bill Nye. Um, but they've been together for like seven years or something. I don't think that's true. Uh, they have. He, Where did they you see just, it? It was really good. Just literally right this morning. Uh, they've not been public. They've never been like public with each other. And she has so many paparazzi paid off to leave her alone, by the way. Does she? Oh my God. So did Jay-Z and Beyonce. They pay these motherfuckers off to leave them alone. So that's why when you see paparazzi pictures of Jay-Z and Beyonce, they're so far away and they always look really blurry because it's photographers that they, that don't get near them. They pay these like close photographers, not, you know, they get, people pay the paparazzi. The Kardashians pay the paparazzi okay, to follow yeah, them around. Yeah. But like they have paid those people off to be like, stay away from us. So the only shots they get of them are like from 700 feet away in a yacht or like, you know, a random shot in New York when they're walking out of a restaurant and it's like from the fucking, you, do, you can't even tell it's them. Um, they got paparazzi stay away from me money. So do I. Which is crazy. That's why the paparazzi give me, give me that money. Um, but yeah, I didn't see, I just saw Jared Jared Leto in that big cat suit and I saw Lizzo. And then I saw loads of people who I didn't know who they are. So then I was like, oh, I'm old. I now oh. know I'm old. Okay. So I couldn't tell you any of them are. Most of them looked terrible. So what was the theme? Just Karl Lagerfeld, like as a, cause, because obviously he ran Chanel. He was the face of Chanel. So the figure head of Chanel. So most of the people were wearing clothing that wasn't necessarily Chanel, but like Chanel Chanel. So, oh, I saw uh, Harvey Gwillen from uh Willen, I think is his name no I don't know who that is you do from um the vampire show my brain is not working I'm sorry my, my brain is not the vampire show what we do in the dark no what we do in the shadows oh yeah uh, he, was he was there, there and he was wearing he was fabby he was wearing uh, pink and thingy yeah so it's cha- cha- it's uh channeling Chanel a lot of them are doing that but then people obviously Carl Arkfeld was not a good person not a nice but people man. in the fashion world don't care well, people Most, don't care either Dolce that, like, and Gabbana are massive fucking sh- racists uh, and homophobes like Chanel yeah, Coco Chanel she was a fucking Nazi like insider she gave information to the Nazis, Nazis. about Jewish people they're terrible people the fashion world does not care you can be the most terrible insidious person they don't care once you make put the clothes in the room and make money they I was watching it you know um, what's Vivian Westwood's partner's name oh Andreas Andreas and I forgot about that clip from the documentary of Vivian's son oh yeah he calls Where him gay here's like, this fucking gay this looking fucking guy gay looking guy he's a, he says he's a little bit gay <laughs> <laughs> but he's obsessed with my mum but I thought was, and like he, didn't he say though I thought I remember 
watching it, like, I think I saw you, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, we went to cinema. And then he said that, like, he really loved her. Though. Oh, yeah, but yeah, he was like, he but she, he's besotted with my mum, and yeah. I don't really have to worry about her anymore because yeah. Andreas just loves her so much. Yeah. But this big Italian gay man. <laughs> that guy's so cockney. Her son is oh, my so God, yeah. cockney, like, he's the image of his dad as well. Image. Walking, bat him out, like, I swear to God. Um. Um, hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Murder Most Irish who were not at the Met Gala and who were, if we're at the Met Gala we'd be in that section of what's hot, what's not and we'd be what's not. What would you wear to the Met? I haven't got a clue. Like it depends on what the what the theme is. Karl Lagerfeld would have worn a full sweatsuit pink pyjama pink pajama bottoms and a pink top and would have walked out eating popcorn blasting Adele when she was fat. Because oh. he said any woman that wears sweatpants has lost the run of themselves that they have just given up on life oh. alright Nazi Jim calm yeah, down yeah calm down rest in piss um, although do you know Karl Lager 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 Lagerfeld um, like so many brands were like revitalised by him oh he knew what he Fen- was doing Fendi yeah. Fendi was like oh, that Fendi symbol the FNF that's Karl yeah. and he did that while he was in Chanel like that man and then he, he was... had that like oh, his own Karl yeah. Lagerfeld the brand che- the cheapy brand yeah um, but he knew what he was doing. Like you can't take that away from him. Like I think he looks like the cheetah lady from New York. Oh, he does. The lion lady. Yeah, it's the lion lady. Um, it's me, Jackie. Jackie. That's not the same person, but you um, get the point. But yeah, he's dead. So whatever. Anyway, rest in peace. Rest uh, in peace. But yeah, it's just mad. I think it's stupid money. I think people are starving in the world. Why do I have to look at these fucking rich idiots free basing in the bathroom? Like I don't like fuck off. I don't have any patience for this shit. How many drugs do you think are taken oh, from Gala? So many drugs. How many people have sex at the Gala? do you think? Oh, I don't know. Do you remember those pictures? Let's bring it back to Frank Ocean again. There were pictures of Frank Ocean. He was at the Gala, and then there were pictures that he put up of like in a hotel room and he had like a bow tie or a tie laying on the bed and it was the tie belonging to a designer and people were like, oh my God, Frank Ocean fucked that designer last night. So they kind of put two and two together and I don't think he put two and two together. Uh, so he had sex. The internet um, don't sleep. But no. They are on it. On it. 24-7. Have you seen this fucking crazy person? Uh, Ken Sachs on TikTok? No. Okay, so he came across my uh, free page last week. Presumably because I watch um, and read True Crime. So he came across my page and you know the smiley face killer, you know that thing that's been going on since the 90s in Chicago where they're finding men's bodies in the rivers and then there's like a piece of paper with a smiley face written beside, written on it beside them. No, I don't. So smiley face killer's been going on for a really, really long time. Now people are saying it is a legitimate thing, but he's on TikTok telling people that he solved the case. People are believing this, by the way. And he put up a thing the other night being like, it's fucking crazy. But being <laughs> Like the FBI are trying to recruit me. And people were like, okay, so show us evidence of the FBI trying to recruit you. And all he showed them was like a do not reply email where he had sent a request to the FBI to join the FBI. So it obviously came back with like a do not reply email, but he forgot to blur that out. And then he said that the main detectives who were leading the smiley case face killers came to his house last night and asked him to join the case. So now he's running the case with them, but he couldn't have them on on a screen at that time because they were parking their car. This man's a crazy... He is, I think he might be Mannix. Ken Sachs is his name. Following! Yeah, and it's just like, he keep getting videos of him popping up and I was like, I don't think this is real. And then people started making videos being like, this guy's a fucking crazy person and he has not told everybody he's caught two serial killers. 
And they're like, why, so why is it not on the news? <laughs> I was like, sometimes the internet needs to stop. It's like being new. Yeah. We've saved so many cases. Caught them. But yeah, that's what I was looking at today. And I was like, oh, this is, a, this is not going to end well. Those things never do. No, it's not. Like, I think he might be manic. I think I'm getting manic. Manic hysteria, but bipolar. But then other people are saying that he's using, he's doing this to promote an app that he has. What's his app? So his app is some sort of like organization app or something. And he's like, here's how I organized all my information. No, And then apparently the guy who owned the app was on LinkedIn bragging about how many new users they're after getting because of this ploy that Ken Sachs is using. And that he's really proud of him and he's done great work. And then deleted the post when people started being like, is he telling people he's found a serial killer that murdered people to promote an app? Like there's people that he's, victims that he's talking about, victims that are actually victims of suicide and their families are messaging him going, please stop talking about our family members. They took their own life and you're making it out like a serial killer murdered them. What? It's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Yeah. Wow. So that's what I've been doing. Apart uh-huh. from my emotional breakdown today, my hysterics, and I was like, Ken Sachs, <laughs> you'll calm me down because yeah. he's crazier than me. Yeah. You know Sometimes what I mean? you just got to escape on the you internet. Got, you got to see more crazy shit than. Um, a woman added me on Twitter because mm-hmm. I left a comment, which is actually me and you on Twitter because it's our mother, most Irish. Oh, yeah. She said, Let's not be two stupid bitches. Pretty much, yeah. No, it's no what she said to us. <laughs> So, The Independent had an article that they released this weekend. I believe it was Monday. Okay. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that said, when people were voting for Repeal the 8th, or when the campaign for Repeal the 8th, one of the statistical numbers is that like 4,000 women a year traveling abroad to get an abortion. And that number is actually now closer to... <clears throat> about eight and a half thousand people a year um, access abortion services in the Republic of Ireland and do people still feel the same about their vote given the fact that yes. it's 50% yes. greater than it should have been or 100% and I said absolutely I said it's we voted for free access to services I said abortion on demand is what we voted for that is 8.5k people who the state did not let down and export health issues to yeah. other countries. Women's health care is essential and we are proud to have voted yes. to repeal it. And also not to like get into semantics, but it was 4,000 because not everybody is telling you they had not only that, how many women in this country were getting pregnant and couldn't afford to get on a boat exactly. and pay seven, 800 euro to get an abortion? So they were having kids. And then this woman said, Is she dumb? I appreciate your honesty, even if I despise your belief. This person, why are you following us? She's not, she obviously just seen it on the thing, and then she obviously seen because it got like a ton of like likes. It got a ton of likes. People were like, Yeah, that's what we voted for. Yeah, and then I went on her page when I tell you, I was it like, Save the babies? I was like, Please, and then I just made her when we're up even more because I was like, But, but, and she was like, I'm not a bot, I'm a real person. I was like, <laughs> Uh, that is the dumbest argument oh hey so let me ask you this why has this thing increased oh, so when, honestly, the, when the access to this thing is now freely available yeah. sorry yeah. you have been dropped in your head a number of honestly. times as a child because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard like if it was 20,000 I'd be like yeah that's fine because people use so I just think sometimes journalists use statistical data as like a base of their argument without presenting the human narrative yeah. to it it's do you like know what I mean fa- facts and figures it's facts like and figures. numbers don't lie well 
That's true. But these numbers are people. But those numbers are people and people aren't straightforward and like I can't believe statistical anomalies happen yeah. and narratives happen within human beings. And just like when you stopped making it illegal, and I put that in air quotes, yeah. but like for people not to be left-handed, more people were, we're left-handed, left-handed the next year. As my mother calls them kit dogs. My mother told me when they used to write with their left hand when they were kids, the nuns would slap them. Slap them or tie behind yeah, their back. Because it was seen as like, right, it was closer to the devil if devil, you wrote yeah, whatever. Anyway, the Catholic Church is a crazy place. Um, but that's insane to me that somebody's main argument about a free and legal abortion in Ireland is, wow, this thing has increased because people who actually wanted to have abortions 20 years ago couldn't have them because oh, yeah, they couldn't afford that were it. Like, being used as contraceptive. And I was it's like... It's not being... Oh my God. <sighs> I was like, oh, I think what? everybody. Here's my here's statement. Here's what I don't care. Here's I don't care if it is being used as fucking contraceptive. Who cares? Less babies in the less world. Less babies in the world. Less people who can look after children. Less people. Less children without the basic necessities that they need. Less people who just don't want babies. children. I can tell you, I'm probably one of them, of a multitude of children that were not wanted and were mistakes, and these women had no choice but to give birth to them. I'd like to just stay for the record. I was planned. No, you weren't. I actually was. The only one out of my siblings. Said, uh, listen, you were How fucking they were dare like, you? Nice to about I have it on a card <laughs> in my birthday. Dear Sarah, you were planned. Yeah. <laughs> my mum and dad gave me a card one year that were like, we would like to confirm that you were planned. I just, uh, I just think that like there's. But so my sister was not, and nor was my brother. Ha! But like so many kids of our generation, our parents like are you know are what are 50s, 60s. So many people of that generation were having kids because they weren't a using contraception properly. No. Nope. And B could not get access to abortion. So did you think that the numbers were going to decrease? Are you fucking kidding me? Of course they're going to increase. And as you said, how many people are having abortions and not telling people? So many. Because it's seen as like this shameful... Anyway, you know, I'm not going to go into this. All I will say to that person is, oh my God, did you uh, remember the review we got from that Trump person? Yeah. It's like that. The Trump... Like, Tell the people about the Trump review. We got, I didn't know this. The Spotify emailed me last week and they were like, hey, you have a one review on your Spotify account. And I was like, didn't know Spotify could do this. But anyway, and then we got the funniest fucking... I sent it to Sarah. Hold on. Trisky K22 said, I was giving your irritating voices a listen until you started in on Trump. My beautiful, sexy man, God. You didn't say that. Thank you. You saved me trouble. And maybe think about criticizing your own govd and not worry about America's Trump 2024. Yeah. I just pissed myself. I just love the the real dig. You're irritating. You're irritating. You're irritating voice. We know. We know. We're we, aware. Here's the thing. We know our faults and failings. Yeah. We know our shortcomings. We know them more than anybody this, else. This person doesn't know theirs. No. I have no concept They're of what's short, going on. But I miss, I'd seen a joke, I think it's a Mark Maron joke, where he was like, I miss like 2010 dumb. Yeah, no. When they knew they were dumb, yeah. they were like, they were like, you're dumb, and they are like, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Huh? But now it's like, now it's you like, don't know, man, you've got all the facts. Like, <laughs> you're a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> You say? <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what it, where we at. But that did make me giggle. It gave me giggle. <laughs> and then another person, uh, a gentleman called us a bunch of tryhards. <laughs> <laughs> Which also is... And you know, like, two years ago, that would have made me sad. I know, because you used to send uh, me reveals. Like, oh, my God, like, look, this they person. They had us, But now I'm like, this I'm is like, gas. Now, I'd if, like they, saying- if they said something really personal, I think I would take it really, really offensive. Like, or if they said something about you or him. Like personally, yeah. then I will be like, 
Dear Spotify, give me the IP address of this person. Like, I think I would um, I'd like to say thanks to the lady that stopped me in pennies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Thanks, lady. I'm sorry I was so Did like... you just walk away? No, I was okay. just like... Uh, I was so... I did not know what to do. Um, she worked in Krispy Kremes. She, I didn't ask her name. Yeah, she worked in Krispy Kremes. Really? And she was lovely and sweet. Well, um... And kind. That girl, if you could let us know your working hours, <laughs> uh, what your shifts are, Monday through Friday. Um, I only like the hot ones. I know, like, you know when you go in the hot rain, the hot light is on? Shut the fuck up. I will eat you the cold donuts, <laughs> lady, if you tell us where you were. I like them, I like them cold, but my... Like, you mean, like, when they've just been cooked? So, there's, in the big one in Blanche, they have, like, a oh, big yeah, red the, the light big outside. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, ding, ding, ding. when the red light is on, they've got hot glazed donuts. Ooh. When I tell you... Delicioso. Fuck me. Fuck me in Yeah, nerves. I think we went there before and you got me the, the, the hot one. ring the ring donut with the yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. But uh hello to that lady. Yeah, no, she was so sweet and so lovely and I'm Aww. so sorry that I'm so she's from behind she was like I don't know what to do. Sarah Jane and I was like uh, and she was like keep telling what you're doing I think is what she said and Graham was Aww. like Graham was like I spoke to her obviously and I was like oh thanks so much and you're very kind and I, the live show's coming soon we're going to announce it and she was like when I can't wait and getting tickets and, and she was like I have everybody listen I have everybody listen keep keep it up and then I, I like went to I was like thanks very much and she left and then Graham was like do you know her and I was like no, no. and he was like what and I was like no and he was like I didn't know if you knew her or not and I was like I, I don't know her and he was like, oh my God, someone recognized you. And then my dad was like, that's going to happen more and more. And I was like, dad. Your dad loved it though. My dad, because my dad wants to be, my yeah, dad's your, like Colin. Your, your dad would be like. unstable and wants to be famous. <laughs> loves to be famous. Like, um, we're getting closer to the live show. We're trying to figure some uh, semantics out, but hopefully it will be sorted. I think by the end of the week. I think it'll be sorted tomorrow. Do you think so? Yeah. Okay. Here, um, did I tell a story about my dad fainting when I popped his boil? Yeah, you did last on the last one. Uh, his boil is grand. It's okay. Yeah, he took. He got antibiotics. Finally okay. went to the doctor. Has it gone down? It's gone down. It's got a massive gaping hole in it. I actually want to see it. No, honestly. Okay, it's bad. He he showed it to me yesterday, and I would. Is it Ooh. rotten? I can't think about it. Actually, it's making <laughs> me feel sick now. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, and he said, he said, I I said about te- Patel. What? Who said to uh, Tess? Was it? What? Someone said to us about doing Agony Anto. Oh, Agony Anto, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I said... It was telling. Te- yeah. Um, do you want to do Agony Anto? And he was like, what kind of stupid stories have you been telling people about me? He said, and I said, well, they're all true. <laughs> so if you think they're stupid... I honestly... What we'll do, I think we should do it on the Patreon because we probably get yeah, more. Yeah, I said that. A So we'll get people to send in their questions, questions and concerns. He's down. To he was like, he said, saying. what kind of stupid questions do you think I'd be, I'll, uh, or what kind of stupid things have you been telling people about me? I said, I haven't made up anything. It's all true. Does so your dad not listen? He listens to this, but he doesn't listen to Patreon. Ah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, uh, I was like, well, so if a- they're, if they're, if they've said it and it's true, who's the stupid one in the scenario? And he was like, <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> Anto, pay for the Patreon, you miserable fuck. Tell, them to pay. Got any Tell your family stop paying for the Patreon. Emma, My I family are keeping this going. I'd have to give them the six euro to pay for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, for housekeeping. Oh. Housekeeping. Yeah. I just wanted to say hello to Rosalind O'Callaghan. I mentioned Rosalind a couple of weeks ago. Um, she was the lady who went on the RTE program talking about how she was sexually assaulted and raped. An amazingly uh, strong yes, woman. In um, I think I'm not sure if it was 
the army. I'm not sure. Apologies. It was the army. It was the army, wasn't it? Um, she messaged us today. No. She said, hey, Russell McCallan here just to say thanks and keep it lit 100%. And I just wanted to say hello to Rosslyn. She listened to our stupid podcast. Maybe somebody told her. She's a very her. serious woman. Maybe somebody told her. But just to say thank you to Rosslyn. And it's just so nice to speak to somebody that, you know, has been a front runner for these things and is actually a whistleblower and making sure people know that these awful things are happening. So just thank you, Rosslyn. And we really are so grateful for you. You've done something amazing. So um, also, as I said, the live show. We're working on it. Uh, we should. Yes, it might be tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> now you see what's going to happen now is we're going to do this, and then in about six weeks, I'm going to go. Oh God, we did it. We have this coming up. Yeah. So like this it is hasn't wrong. Hit me. No, because I'm closer to the time we're organizing I'll have it. To, I'll closer to. Oh, sorry. You're someone, fine. Uh, closer to the time I'll have to start talking you down off the ledge. <laughs> I'm already um, ready. I know what's coming. But I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have a glass of prosecco because prospe- prosecco makes me kind of like, oh, chill, kind of fine. Just one glass. But yeah. I'm gonna have to have something. I cannot raw dog this. No, like, and I get I that. I have to fully be on something. I might have a whiskey. Yeah, I think it'd be nice just maybe to even have it on the table with us. And or listen, something. the venue we're we're picking, if you could have a toilet prepared. <laughs> Because we're gonna wreck it. I will. I'll <laughs> um, do a nervous poo. I'll do put six poos before the actual. Uh, my dad's. Oh, my dad's so excited about. It. Is he? He was like, uh, "Have you got any music?" I said, "Yeah, Colin." He was like, "All right." If he okay. wants to play, fuck off. <laughs> Spent my entire life watching that man playing fucking guitar. Actually, you know what? This is your moment. Yeah. This, this is, is my moment. moment. It's Sarah's moment. Um, but yeah, we're going to figure out how we're going to do it and what we're going to do. Uh, it, as I, well, I'll just say the capacity. Will I? So people know. Or will I not? Uh, you no. can't. No, I think you can. Okay. So I think we should just put it all in one place. Yes, yeah, you're right. Okay, so we will, we'll figure it, we'll, we're I nearly there. I think we there. need to be, what's the word, succinct. Succinct on this. And we will let you know everything. Um, And thank you to everybody that's shown interest and people who are asking. No, lads, I need to fucking lower your expectations. <laughs> the amount of people think we're going to turn. To the turn, ground. Like, <laughs> this we, is one, one, one live show. We can't go turn because there, I don't believe there's enough of you in those parts of the world for us <laughs> yeah, to go Yeah, there's like four of you there and, yeah, that, and you all like, know each other. I'd be like, here, listen, <laughs> we're getting on a plane and doing a turn. But the amount of people that are like messaging me going, hey, I will come from America. I will come from Canada. <laughs> oh my God. I will come for I had a girl messaged me from Germany today who was like if it's in September can you let us know as soon as possible because I'm going to fly over I had a girl message me today from the States and she's going to come to Ireland for the first time in her life just to see our show and she's like I can't wait because it's going to be your show on my first time in Ireland and I'm like what and then you come and see us we're great <laughs> Lower your standards. Lower no your standards. Please, because it's probably going to be garbage. But we'll try our best. Nah. We're going to try our best. Yeah, no, we, no I'm not sure. We're not going to try our best. I'm we saying will. we will try our best and it won't be garbage. Yeah, we're going to try I have more faith in us. I, I have faith in you. I don't have faith in me. I have loads of faith in him because he, he does this all the time. Like, he knows oh, yeah, no, exactly what anything's going to save the day. It's, it's going to be it. this motherfucker in the and, next And listen, if it goes south, I'm going to play a few songs. Right? If Emma just goes fully silent. Yeah. My dad could open the guitar. Not verbal. And be like, oh, don't forget to shuffle if you, you want, want to go, go to work. work. Oh, um, they love that. The Americans will love that. If there's any Yanks coming, we'll get some old Kaylee music in there for you. Um, and they'll love it. Yes. Um, but that's it. That's all I have. Do you have anything else? No. Oh, Sarah bought me a care package and flowers because she loves me. I do love you. 
She had a very bad day. I had a terrible day, but Sarah came with all the sweets and delicious things and the most beautiful flowers. I think no one asked me to grab. I have to finish the story and then I have to go to shop. <laughs> and he was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because I've got to buy Emma something." We've got, we got, we got to figure out what's going on with Emma. Um, but yeah, Sarah's going to do her lovely story. Colin's going to put an ad in here. Hey, Colin, tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you. It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right. Now all of your favorite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximilian's Bell Bag, and some surprises along the way. But that's not all. Every single week, due to popular demand, we will be bringing you a full-length story, whether it be Miscellaneous Most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show, Murder Most international for those cases you guys have been crying out for or even music most awesome where we talk about our favorite albums but wait there's even more how about mmi drive the fan favorite podcast show where emma and sarah jane drive around dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly ask me our segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two so what are you waiting for come on over to www.patreon.com forward slash murder most irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month give my mommy six euro this week's episode is long she's long she long so this week's episode i'm doing the story of mr moonlight do you know this story? i don't think i do i'm so excited i don't know what was going on i think brexit we just ignored this probably. story. There was probably an enormous amount of other shit going on that we didn't see. So it. this story, when I then start, I remember it and then I was like, I'll research it. And I thought this was going to be, because you were having a bad day, I was like, I'll pull out one from the archives. It's going to be a like <laughs> five pager. We'll do 30 minutes of story. No, God, no, I'm grand. I love this. Uh, this is 12 pages long. Oh, Colin, I'm lying down. Don't give it to me. And uh, it is, anyway. So, my ref- my references because we'll go there are the journal, the Irish Times, the journal again, RTE, Mens Rea episode forty seven, I believe, and then Wikipedia. And because I'm being good, I put them all in my Word document. Oh yay! I linked them all. Could um, you send me that? Yes. Yeah. So Mary Quigley. Mary Quigley is from the Newport area of Tipperary. She comes from a large family of six, making her the middle child. Her father had a small holding of 15 acres of land and he was a cow farmer. She worked in the accounts department for a meat factory um, once she left school and she kind of stays there for like kind of 15, 16 years. She's there for quite some time. She meets her husband, Martin Lowry, in a nightclub in Limerick and the two are pretty much married within like a year to two years of meeting each other. Oh yeah, well Catholics, man. Come on, need to get the ride in. Uh, They lived in a family home. So they lived in... They moved straight into Martin's family home. Okay. Um, and over the time, the family home is extended. So it essentially becomes two houses, but they're connected. Um, they had three children, all boys. And over time, Martin took over the farm from his father. This house was very much a working far- farmhouse. And in, but in 2007, Martin is diagnosed with cancer and it just sweeps him. Oh no. Starts with like a pain in his leg. 
and then he goes to the doctor and then he just is like unfortunately gone too far just succumbs to it so by September of 2007 Martin is dead oh shit um, he dies of cancer that left Mary alone with the farm and with three small children Martin had been well organised and concerned about his family if anything should happen to him because Martin's dad had died so now there's Martin's mum right which is Mary's mother-in-law yep. and three children That's and all these left. three children are still going to school and there's this farm um, so he'd been well organised and concerned about his family and if anything sh- should happen to him so a sound life insurance policy is left along with some financial investments also um, it means that Mary is well looked after oh, Martin. and they don't have a mortgage anymore things like that yeah. are like concerned she's financially okay yeah um Having no one to farm the land, Mary decides to rent it out because she doesn't know how to farm it, um, which is really common. And her brother-in-law took over the farming land as a tenant. So her brother-in-law is a man called Patrick Quirk. He had married Martin's sister. The farm was everything to Patrick and he was happy to have the opportunity to keep the family farm on the go and in the bloodline. Martin and Patrick had been close um, and Martin had stood his best man to the wedding of um Patrick and his sister and he was considered Patrick was considered one of the top 50 dairy farmers in the country and he had travelled all around the world with the Irish Dairy Council and was an active member of the Farmers Association what? and actually set as head of the dairy Sorry, section of the Farmers Association so he represented farmer dairy he knew farmers knew his shit knew his shit um, he also had heavily invested in property and he had shared business interests with Martin. But some of them are a bit gambly, like just like oh, okay. trying to make a quick book, okay. like not really sure. Shady. Yeah. Mary appreciated Patrick's help as he supported her with the financial decisions over Martin's affairs. He was very much involved when when Martin died because he had been involved financially in, and bis- in business with yeah. him. So Mary kind of leaned on him quite significantly. He was the natural person within the family that could support, given he had been part of several of Martin's financial decisions and businesses. The relationship developed at significant pace um, and what had begun as a support network turned into like a sexual relationship. Oh, come on. So Martin and, or Patrick and Mary started to have an affair. Why does this happen all the time? I have so many jokes I want to make, but I won't. <laughs> you just need the dick sometimes, Emma. What do you want me That's to say? That's your dead husband's brother. It's also her sister-in-law, and she apparently was very good friends with her. Like, apparently they were all oh, very close. fucking mess. By January of 2008, so like, this man died in September of 2007. By January of 2008, the affair was in full fling. Quirk would arrive at the house after the kids had left for school. So she would drive the kids to school and then drive back and have sex with him. This is like Hunter Biden. And they would do this like Monday to Friday. Girl. I know grief is is a strange thing, but come on. Mm. They began taking weekend trips away and attending dances together. They carried on this way until 2010. His wife had no idea. Apparently not. Mary began to see another man and Patrick was fit to be tied with rage. 
on one occasion he had taken Mary's phone and called her new partner from it and he shouted, I am the man! And hung up. And I said, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> Lol. God is like, someone just said he's a man. He also, in that, in that instance, he like took her phone and drove off with it. And then in the car was like, I am the man! And then hung up on this new fellow that she was Men seen. really don't know how to control that Their the emotions. emotion. Yeah. Men are an emotional bunch. So this is um, from Mary. So this is from the court case that happens after. So when their affair began in 2008, Mary said that she and Quirk would go to her bedroom on Mondays and Fridays in the morning after her children had left for school. So they had like this scheduled arrangement. Um, But she had got, she had a lot of misgivings and felt guilt and shame. She said she knew Quirk was a happily married man married to her late husband's sister. She didn't tell any of her friends or family, even her brother, whom she was very close with and shared everything with. So nobody knew. Before Quirk, she said she hadn't had a sexual relationship for many years as her husband had been sick. So he'd been sick, but he just never went to the doctor. She added, this is the only explanation I can give for this seedy affair, as I would call it. Uh, They continued their relationship for about two years she said the guilt and the shame prompted her to try to break it off many times. She said that Quirk told her if her friends found out about the affair, they wouldn't talk to her and her family would not stand by her. She felt alone and scared, she said, adding, I like people to like me. He would also tell her that nobody else would have her and her children. So he would like, you'd be alone. Her kids were also young. Like she wasn't, she wasn't an old woman. Her kids were like young, young. kids. That's super manipulative. Um, When she said she had regard for Quirk, he told her that he was in love with her. So she was like, I have regards for you. But he was like, I'm in love with you. Oh, Jesus. Um, But then he also loved his wife. Yeah. You know, because that's the thing. Uh, She ended the relationship in the summer of 2010. She said, I wanted to enjoy my life and get on with looking after my children. She said there was nothing nice about having an affair. She said feeling guilty and telling lies. She added, there is no future in the relationship. So she said to him, there is no future this here. This is it, we're done. Yeah. Mary was ashamed and she made the decision to move on. She was hurting her caring and loving sister-in-law and she wanted to stop all of the hiding. She wanted to move on with a man called Bobby Ryan. Bobby was a divorcee. He was still very close with his ex-wife um, and had a very close relationship with his children. They had chosen to live with him after the divorce. So they lived with their dad and he worked at a local quarry, but he was also known as a local DJ. And what he was known on in the area was Mr. Moonlight. So his name in the local area. Okay, so this is where this comes in. Okay, his name in the area was Mr. Moonlight. and he was DJ Moonlight. DJ Moonlight. (laughs) He loved loved music and he spent his evenings traveling around local clubs, um, playing music for people. After his divorce, he had been depressed and his kids had noticed a sadness and a quietness in him. But meeting Mary seemed to change all of that. He was brighter, he was louder and he was happier. He was living his life to the fullest and he spent his free time going to dances with Mary, just having a good time. They seemed to enjoy each other's company. That's very sweet. Patrick, however, would not get over the relationship and he was jealous. Here we go. He did not take the breakup well. One morning in January when she had been out for a walk, so Mary had been out for a walk, she returned to find Patrick Ryan in her house. 
He told her he was looking for her and that she had left the door open. But she said this was not true as she'd become very security conscious. She confronted him, but he insisted he she left the door open. She also believed that Quirk was responsible for calling social services and telling them that her children were not being properly looked after. Social services investigated and found nothing amiss. Jesus, but okay, this is getting bad Quirk, now. like, fully denied that that ever happened. You've also, like, Quirk is, like, renting this land off or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their farmhouse is, their house is exactly like your mom's. Like, yeah. the farm is literally... At the back of it, like. On the back door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just a bigger farm. Yeah. But their farmhouse literally is, like... You walk out and you walk in. Literally kind of into the farmhouse and all the buildings. Things were not always copacetic. I love that word. Between <laughs> Bobby and Mary. And on the June Bank holiday 2012, they'd had a fight over Bobby dancing with another woman. So she was jealous. Bobby Moonlight, come on. Bobby Moonlight. Bobby Moonlight. Was moonlighting all was. over the town. They were attending an event and he was dancing with another woman and they had a fight. But by June 2nd, they'd made up and Bobby had stayed over in Mary's in her home. Their friends get. Bobby had started that evening with his son and Leanne, in his, his, his son's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and... Leanne commented that his phone was hopping non-stop. He stood up at around 9pm and said oh, with a sigh, I better go across and see what's up with her then. He then ended up staying that night, which is the 2nd of June. So, that so he stayed with Mary, Mary, Mary that yeah, night. So he's, he starts his day off with his son. His son has his girlfriend over to the house. They watch telly together and like his son, his son's girlfriend Leanne is like, his phone didn't stop. The whole like, night. The whole night it was, he was just on his phone. The next morning on the 3rd, Bobby got up at around 6.30am. Mary said that they made love. love. Not in the moonlight. 6am lovemaking is just not for me. No, leave me alone. I feel sick. I just would it's like... It's too early. Your breath smells. Mary heard his van drive over the cattle gate. Great. He never made it to work, but... So he left as normal. She said he ta- She said it, it took about like... Between the time of him leaving the house, it took about eight minutes before she heard the van, which it's not that far away. Yeah. She said in the moment, like she never, she said only thinking back that she realized that it took like eight minutes. That long. Yeah. Okay. Um, his kids never heard from him ever again. Oh, man. Michelle and Robert always heard from their dad and they were in constant communication with him normally. Robert hearing his dad had not made it to work, headed to his house. Um, to see what the story was. His dad never missed work and they'd never gotten a call from his job to be like, your dad didn't Something. show up. Um, he found his dad's house empty, so he drove up to Mary's house. He said she seemed to be shaken and was kind of caught off guard by his arrival. He said she was acting odd and said they did not have a fight. So obviously this is like him um, kind of stating things that she said, but it's not like the conversation verbatim. Yeah. But she said during the conversation, she was like, we didn't have a fight. And when he asked, had she seen him? She was like, yeah, of course he left to go to work, but like nothing happened. We didn't fight. Um, He knew something was wrong. Mary almost demonstrated a want for him to be off the yard as soon as possible is how he feels about it. Okay. Michelle also went to Mary's later. She had phoned local hospitals and the guardie, but no one had seen her dad. So she decided to head to Mary. Mary and uh, she drove around the local fields. She said she couldn't describe it, but she just knew something was wrong. She said to Mary she had a feeling his van would be found around like maybe the local woods. 
Mary also kept apologising, saying, I'm really sorry, repeatedly over and over again. They ended at a visitor's car park in Bansha Woods and they found the van. It was off site, so you couldn't see it, but it was in the car park, but you couldn't see it from the main road. Okay. It was unlocked. All his DJ gear was in it. Um, and the gear, it was still in gear. So it was like someone had pulled up in a hurry and got out. Michelle was certain that her dad would never do this. And just my dad's a musician and so is my brother. When I tell you when you've got gear in the oh, van yeah, or the you're car, like, I'm so afraid it's going to get stolen. It's your li- like, yeah, to it's them your it's your livelihood. And to, um, to this man, it was, it was the thing he loved to do. Like yeah. he loved doing it. Um, Mel, Michelle also noted that the seat had been adjusted significantly. She said she drove the van consistently quite often uh, That when her dad had it. She never. She said she never needed to adjust the seat. She was always able just to get in and drive the van. Okay. But she said this day she couldn't. Um, they notified the guardie about what they had found. And Michelle then moved into the woods looking for her dad along with Mary. She was distraught but she took her dad's diary from the van and Mary had a look in the back to see if like anything was in there but it was just a gear. Garda Thomas Neville took the call from the women who were distraught. Um, he took the info, but right now it was way too early in terms of Garda protocol and nothing much he could do except track the info that was given. Yeah, yeah. Four days later, Bobby's house was searched by the Garda. So four days later, he still hadn't showed up. Okay. And now the Garda are like, What's this case, the guards just made a fucking helms of it, which is not uncommon. Um, Mary's house is searched also on June 7th, but the, the search lasted just under five hours. They came across a slurry tank, but there was not enough material in it to cover a body. There was no photos or notes taken on the search. They walked the land and the independent groups in independent groups between periods of rain. Nothing was found on the land or the outbuildings. Mary's house was not searched. So the search was just like her land, her property, nothing in her house. They never entered her house to search anything. Nothing happens after this date other than the family putting up missing posters around the town and the case just goes completely cold. Little for the guard to go on. There's no like evidence that he's like the the feeling the guardy kind of played that like he killed himself. But there's no evidence there's no that he's going to kill himself. That, yeah. There's no like symptom like he, he wasn't suffering with depression. He no he no pre like he no history of doing anything. He like wasn't this. worrying anybody at no. any point. So cold. Just went completely cold. Fuck's sake. Mary and Patrick, so now we're back to Mary and Patrick, Yeah, would see each other a few times after this. Okay. There were at least two Kilkenny trips and one to the Cliff House Hotel in Waterford. So they're now still carrying on. What's wrong with this young one? But the relationship was clearly over. Mary moved on again with another man named Fleur Cantillion. Which Jeez. is a great name, but I couldn't oh, find anything about him. Fucking great name. Patrick was still not over the relationship and Mary began to feel like someone was entering her home when she was not there and breaking in. Oh, that's so creepy. She had noticed things being off and the ho- in the home and like previously when she had started seeing Bobby, she noted Patrick would be in her home when she would arrive home and he would say she left the door open and her underwear had started to go missing from her like clothesline. So she installed CCTV to cover her house in the farmyard. 
On the 3rd of December 2012, she noticed footage of a man driving to her house, getting out of his van, looking in her windows, taking her underwear off the line, <sighs> sniffing it. Did he? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's what was that's happening. That's what was happening. But it was clean. <laughs> she, he just loved Lenore. That's it. He just loved it. She just loved a little bit of Lenore. Um... She said it was Patrick when she looked at the footage. She was like, it's clearly him. Taking her fucking underwear. Yeah. He took a house key out of his pocket. He opened her front door and he set off the intruder alarm and he left the property. Whilst being questioned by Mary, he said he had found the key in the yard whilst looking around sometime before this date. And he just decided there on that day to give it a go to see if it worked. Because he remembered he had it. Patrick is a liar. He said he was looking at a tag. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, what did he say? <laughs> a tag in the underwear. Is that what he said? Patrick, now, come on to fuck. He was absolutely bringing them home and having a wank. Like, there's no way he wasn't. Oh, Jesus Christ. He said he was looking at a tag on her underwear and he forgot to put them back on the line. What For what purpose, Patrick? <laughs> and he said he was there to leave a letter for Mary but he didn't use the letterbox and he just opened the door. When the alarm went off, he said he realised what he was doing was wrong, so he left. He later went to Mary and left the key back with her. Mary, at her wit's end, decided she'd had enough and decided she was terminating the lease of Patrick. She went to her solicitor. She wanted nothing more to do with him and she then reported the incidents to the Garda and reported another incident of Patrick shoving her in the kitchen when they had been discussing money. She described the accused, so this is her talking about Patrick, as overpowering and intimidating and she said he was always asking for money. In 2008, she changed her will to leave him €100,000 After he told her he would take care of the children if anything happened to her, but said he would need to build an extension to his home to do so. What is going on? Honestly. In December 2010, she loaned him €20,000, which she said she did not get back. Yeah, yeah, duh. He's fucking sniffing your underwear, love. Like, Mm -hmm. what? She said then when she refused to give him money on one occasion, he pushed her up against the table, but he then came back and apologised the next day. Sometime after 2011, she claimed that he had asked for another €16,500 because he said her husband's cattle had infected his herd with disease. Her husband died in 2007. How the fuck would that even... Did she give it to him? No, in in that time she doesn't give it to him. She was cutting Patrick out of her life. She did not want anything further to do with him in the end. Patrick said he would move everything to another piece of land he had leased from a lady called Mary Dillon by June of 2013. So by June of 2013, he was like, I will be off your property by June of 2013 and I'll have moved everything. Okay. He was losing the land and a pretty good deal. After his grants, he paid a measly €1,100 per year for the land. Jesus Christ, he was getting some deal. In April of 2013, the guardie had found a body in a runoff tank on her land and she was alerted. So Mary's in her house. She gets a knock on the door. Oh, I know this case. Sorry, now I know this case. Yeah. Okay, when you mention that. So she gets a knock on the door. She's no idea anybody else's because she's in her house. Yeah. She's not paying attention to what's going on her land. This guy is moving all of his stuff off her land 
and there's a knockity knock knock at her front door and it's the guardy being like we found a body in a runoff tank in, on your land and she's like oh like she's shocked she's no clue the tank existed Patrick and his wife Amelda were also there and they're the one that had alerted the Garda. Oh my god. So on the 30th of April 2013 Gardy were alerted by Quirk's wife Amelda to the presence of a body in a tank on Larry's farm. Inspector David Buckley told prosecuting counsel Michael Bowman SC that he met Quirk at the scene and asked him to accompany him to Tipperary Garda Station to make a cautioned voluntary statement. Quirk agreed to go and did not want to speak to a solicitor. So he was like, I'll come. Okay. So in the interview, Quirk detailed how he found the body, saying he was trying to empty a slurry tank and he needed more water as the slurry was too thick. An open tank that he would usually draw water from was empty, but he said he knew water had been leaking into the underground tank beside the milking parlour. He had not opened this tank since 2008, he said, but knew it was there because the previous owner of the farm, Martin Lowry, told him it was. Covering the tank was two concrete slabs, so he prized one of them aside using a shovel and put a suction pipe through the gap to draw whatever water was there. As the water was being sucked up, he noticed that he thought he noticed what he thought was a plastic dummy or an inflatable doll in the tank. Mm-hmm. He turned off the pump and pulled off the second slab, which he said was easier to move. He said, I could see clearly it was a body. He told the Garda he could see the pelvis and what seemed to be the private area even, though it looked to be face down, so he was confusing. It was confusing. So he was like, I could see their pe- penis, but it looked like they were also face down. His body is heavily decomposed. Of course, yeah. He was shocked. He said he phoned his wife, Amelda, who arrived, confirmed it was a body, and she phoned her friend, Garda Tom Neville. He said he called his wife rather than the Garda out of, in inverted brackets, instinct because he wanted someone to confirm what he had seen. Garda Buckley put it to Quirk that he was fairly clean for a man doing a dirty job. The accused, so Quirk replied, he was only getting into it when he made the discovery. So they find his body. Amelda then arrives on scene. Amelda rings this guard who she's friends with. They then sit on a wall, according to the two of them, and they wait for this guard to arrive. This guard arrives, and then that guard rings all of the all other, other guards. guards. So now we've got to figure out how to get this body out of this tank. Firefighter Bernard O'Brien tell... Oh, this is quite graphic, just for everybody, so trigger warnings. Uh, told David Humphreys... Um, that he arrived on the scene. So he and nine colleagues retrieved the body from the tank by sliding a sheet of tarpaulin underneath it. Those getting into the tank used breeding apparatus and a chemical suit. It was more complicated than taking a body from a river or lake because of the confined space. Looking into the tank, he could see a rib cage, but there was no clothing covering it. There was no pathologist present when they removed the body. 
The body was significantly damaged from the removal and some limbs became separated from the body <clears throat> when it began to be removed from oh the tank. Oh god, that's fucking rotten. Could you imagine this? It smells shite anyway, like, yeah, oh my god. Yeah, slurry. Mary was asked to leave the property and asked to gather some things and this is seen to be like the last time she was ever in the property. She's never gone back. I don't fucking blame her. Um, and this was now a murder investigation. She was shocked and she grabbed a few bits before leaving. The main focus was recovering the body that day, but it was noted by the guardie that Mary was shocked visibly and it seemed legitimate. Like she did not know. But Patrick Quirk did not appear to be shocked. He seemed off. He was also very clean. He was not wearing appropriate... You know, I know. Yes. We've seen farmers when they're messing around yeah. with slurry and fucking... They're covered in fucking they're reindeer. In, yeah, like, essentially you all You gotta wetters. wear those like big long boots. You gotta... Like you have to protect yourself. It's like, slurry. It's, it's shit. shit. Like you can get really sick yeah. from it. He did not appear to be shocked. He seemed off. He was also clean. He was not wearing appropriate clothing for the job. But he had also rang his wife and not the guardies. So immediately the guards were like, why are you... Ri- why are you ringing Because I don't know about you, but if I met fucking... I would ring the... I wouldn't even think about it. No, I'd literally be like, I'm ringing the guards immediately. Not one guard that I kind of know. On the 17th of May, Patrick Quirk's house is searched. Computers, phones, USB sticks, overalls and a red portfolio are all taken from the house. While in the house, Patrick said he did not see or find any wallet in the tank. So the, the, the warrant in this case, and this case has gone back to the, and actually is, uh, we'll go through that at the end, but this case is going back to the High Court. Mm-hmm. The warrant shown to Mr. Quirk was to search for clothes, jewellery and weapons belonging to Mr. Ryan. Um, so it, it, it there's an, a news article that says that like for some reason in like the local news that like Patrick had taken like a wallet off. But there wasn't a wallet in the tank. It was never found. Okay. Um, so a truck and a trailer are taken. Patrick's then asked if they know how... The, how like what killed Bobby so he's asking the guards questions about like what happened what happened the guardies say they cannot comment and he also starts to like say like Mary like he starts to say things like oh you'd like there'd be no clothes because you'd want like I'm sure the killer didn't want to have DNA evidence and oh my god they're so dumb every time every fucking time without fail this happens Mary's property was searched but forensically searched so they're not looking for like Oh, sorry. They're not looking for items or anything like that. They're looking to see if anybody was... Murdered in the property, yeah. So they're looking for blood and they're looking for lots of it because Bobby has died from blunt force trauma. Um, Wherever he'd been killed, there would have been a significant amount of trauma and blood. Her house is sprayed. So you know that like aluminum spray that like... Pick up the blood, yeah. Yeah, um, and samples are taken, but like they they don't find anything. There's nothing in her house. May 16th, 2013, Patrick Quirk gives a statement. So he's taken and he gives a statement. He said he was in a panic and shocked and that's why he rang his wife. He said he knew instinctively it was Bobby and whoever had killed him got rid of the clothes to cover up the forensic evidence. On the day Ryan disappeared, Quirk said he was on the farm at about 8.40am in the morning to let two bulls in to his cows. He was going away for the weekend with his family and he left a short time later. He said he didn't see anyone at the tank, adding it was a case of get in and get out. So okay. he was like, I didn't see anybody. Didn't see okay. He said he feared Mary. He said he didn't want to have any contact with her. He said he knew so little of Bobby. He didn't even know if he liked him or not. 
he said Mary was a bitch. He said that she couldn't, like, he was scared of her, is what he said in the statement. May 21st, he gets brought back in. In the conversation, he told the guardian of this is now he starts to tell them of the relationship between himself and Mary. Oh, the affair, yeah. yeah. He said his reputation would be destroyed and he said his own cr- only crime would be his affair and nothing else. Mm-hmm. He didn't disapprove of it and there he didn't disapprove of it as in his relation- their yeah. relationship and he said there was no animosity between him and Ryan. Ryan. He said he had to take it on the chin and he denied he ever had any heated words with Ryan. He told Garthy that he chose to meet him and Larry socially Something he wouldn't have done if he had had a problem. He met Ryan three times in total and he said he had never been alone with him. So now we're, now he knows him. So he the didn't know him. before this, he didn't uh, know him. Now he, he knows him. Now he knows him. He's been out with him at least three times. Oh, Jesus Christ. The first time was at Hayes Hotel in Turles. He later attended a Brendan Grace gig with Imelda, Larry and Ryan. R.I.P. And met him on another occasion at Kilo Quarry where the deceased worked. Whilst the relationship with Larry had ended badly, he said he wanted to keep it friendly and she was family, having been widowed by Quirk's brother in law. Like he really gave a fuck. You were riding her love like. He said he did not meet Ryan the morning of his disappearance and when Inspector Buckley asked him if he knew the body was in the tank all along, he said no and quote, these are nice questions now, lads. Uh, sounds like a fucking rocket science, doesn't he? He denied having any role in Ryan's body being in the tank and said the only thing he knew about Ryan's disappearance were the things that Lowry, so Mary, had told him. Like how she couldn't be clear about whether it took 10 minutes or 2 minutes for Ryan's van to leave her driveway the morning of his disappearance. So he's now trying to like push it back on Mary. Which, uh, unfortunately, is very valid because yeah. there are times if someone said to me, I'd be like, I don't know, I'm clue. Like... Couldn't give a shit. Especially if you're not paying attention to that. You're paying attention to anything. Sometimes Graham no. talks to me, I couldn't <laughs> tell you what he says. He'd say, and I'd go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what I believe. And he always goes to you, you're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did see a funny thing with Michelle Obama. Did you see that Michelle Obama's doing a tour? No, I didn't actually. And she was like, she was like, people on the internet where there's like pictures of Obama and Michelle and they're like relationship goals relationship goals and she's like you don't know but I fucking hated him (laughs) and she was like I've been married for 30 years and for 10 of those I've disliked my husband she was like which is completely fucking normal and she was so funny she was like people are always like I deserve to be happy I deserve to be happy and she's like why do you deserve to be happy happy? like relationships take work anyway she's right he also had. He also asked how she found Ryan's van so quickly later in that day in the car park, yeah, leading to Kilchane Woods. So she was. He was like, "How did she how, know it was there? How did she uh, know?" He wondered why, when she was looking for Ryan, she did not travel along a route he would normally have taken, but instead drove to the local beauty spot where the van was found. Beauty spot. Does that just mean like a pretty area? Yeah. Okay. Patrick Quirk was arrested on June 19, 2014, on the suspicion of murder. He was asked about his search history from his computers that they had found on his property. He had searched for information on human decomposition. He said he had visited these because he had visited these sites because Oh, can't wait, this is gonna be fucking genius. Because his son had died, which is true. His son okay, had I take died. It back. Apologies. Tragically no no no. 
It's it, the story of his son being dead is true. Okay. And the story of his son dying tragically is true. Um. So he said he searched for the information on human dump, human decomposition. He said he had visited these because his son had died and he wanted to know more. His son died in 2012. The searches happened in 2011. He made similar. Sorry, what? I am right. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. <laughs> he made similar searches in July of 2012, and then in December he searched limitations of DNA evidence. <laughs> this was around the same time the lease agreement was being withdrawn, and someone else would then have access to that land. So the thought process is that he knew someone was going to discover the body. So he was like, "I got to get there first. Quirk totally denied this, saying he couldn't just look, saying he couldn't just look, seem as he knew where it was. So he was like, I didn't need to search that because if I knew where the body was, wouldn't I just go look at the body? No. He was formally charged in the district court and he was out on bail immediately. So he like passed for like bail conditions and was let out. In 2014, an unnamed woman was also arrested about withholding information from the Garda. The woman is not Mary Lowry. Okay. But is never identified. Okay. She's held for four days and then she's released without charge. But four days is a significant That's a amount long of time. time. Yeah. Isn't it like 24 to 48 hours? Is that yeah, they must have like genuinely... They must have had something. Yeah. Um, so pretty much she's like arrested for withholding information from the Garda but like... So Patrick worked until January 2019 when the trial began. So he's from like 2014 until 2019 waiting for this trial to begin. The trial begins and he's worked all of that time. Patrick and his wife travelled by train daily to the court in Dublin. So he used to get off at Euston yeah. and walk up to the court. Miss Justice Eileen Creedon said over the case as it, be- and as it bega- became... As it began, it became the longest trial in the history of the state. Jesus. Throughout the case, so the case becomes like really salacious. And I think that one of the reasons we didn't pay any attention to it is because most of like the articles I've read about her are like, love triangle, Tristan, murder, sewage. Mr. Moonlight stuck in a love triangle. And see, so there's like, they just see the audio tapes of like, um, Mary and Patrick of them talking about what they want to do to each other. So like sexual tapes. So the so the uh, newspapers are running with this. Yes, between Mary and Larry, Mary, Larry and Patrick Quirk were discussed. Yeah, the nature of the affair of the affair became like a mudslinging event. The other thing is like there's no forensic evidence, none at all, none to say that anyone had died violently in Mary's property, but also to say that, like, Patrick had been involved in anybody dying violently. Because obviously the decomposition was so... And there's no clothes found. Yeah, it was so extreme. Yeah. How would you... You just couldn't... So, like, the thing is, like, this becomes, like, a case fully built on circumstance. Can I ask a question? Yeah. When his car was found, they didn't do any forensic testing on his car. Excellent. The problem, the other thing is like, so the guards didn't do their, like, there's no photos taken of the search, there's no like grid of the search, there's nothing. The trial lasts 15 weeks, namely because there's like zero forensic evidence yeah. and all of the, all of the evidence being put forward is literally like testimony. Yeah. So it's just like, we're going to hear from Michelle, we're going to hear from Mary, we're going to hear from Patrick, we're going to hear from 
every single individual that you could think of we're going to hear from. Right. Um, and then we're going to hear from the individuals themselves and then we're going to talk about like the circumstances. We're going to talk about like and we're we're building essentially a full case yeah. of everything I've just said above but we're doing it now on both sides where his defence are trying to blame Mary and Mary's, Mary's defence are, are trying, trying to blame, blame him. him. Like that's really what's happened. Mary's not up for but you get what no, I'm saying. No yeah yeah yeah. Um, during the trial it came out that Quirk had written into oh this is the other thing Quirk had written into a newspaper agony aunt yeah <laughs> sounds about right to ask for advice on how to get Mary back excuse me I'm deadly serious Mary reading it noted it was him he said he had no one to turn to in February 2011, she saw a letter on the Dear Patricia page in the Sunday Independent from a married man complaining that he'd had an affair with a woman who had dumped him. She said the details seemed to show that it was Patrick, and when <coughs> she confronted him about it, he told her he'd nobody else to turn to. Did his wife stay with him? She went to court with him every day. It's another one of these cases. Yeah. It was around the same time that she changed her will to remove Patrick from it. Good woman! May 1st, 2019, Patrick is found guilty. I figured, yeah. Temporary farmer Patrick Quirk has been sentenced to life in prison after being found guilty of the murder of part-time DJ Bobby Ryan. Uh, the jury delivered a majority verdict of 10 to 2. Members of the deceased family's family cried in court after the verdict was read out. Quirk, who had been who had denied murdering his alleged love rival, remained impassive with the when the verdict came. So he didn't say anything. He didn't move. He didn't do anything at all. No, he just sat there motionlessly. His wife Amelda showed no emotion, but she sat with her head bowed. Quirk was taken from court ahead of the sentencing, as the judge adjourned the court temporarily. However, he was brought back in court when Mister Ryan's daughter Michelle read a victim impact statement. Quirk sat staring straight ahead while the emotional statement was delivered. Miss Quirk was not in court for the victim impact, so his wife left. Okay. Miss Ryan said, The world as they knew it had been torn apart on June 3rd, 2011, the day Mr. Ryan went missing. The Ryan family suffered mental anguish, she said, closing their eyes at night and picturing Daddy with fear in his eyes. They wondered, was Daddy crying out for help? Their torment was all the greater knowing one day they would have to sit down with their father's grandchildren and explain how he was taken from them. We will never be doubtful of just how much that he loves us. Directly addressing her late father, she said, until we meet again, Moonlight, know how much you are loved. Dude, imagine getting a call that your father's decomposed body has been found on a fucking septic tank. After he apparently ended his own life or just disappeared. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, he didn't end his own life. He's in a tank with a fucking concrete slab over him. The judge in the trial, Miss Justice Eileen Creedon, expressed her sincere sympathies to the family after sentencing Quirk to life in prison, starting (coughs) from that date in 2019. Earlier, the judge had told the jury she would accept a majority verdict. The jury returned to the Central Criminal Court for their eight day of deliberation. Oh, for fuck's sake. The judge told the jury members that they had been deliberating for 18 hours and 24 minutes and in those circumstances, the court would accept a majority verdict. 
This meant they could come to a verdict on the basis of an 11 to 1 or a 10 to 2 decision. Anything less than 10 is not acceptable. If the jury could not agree on a verdict, then they could write disagree or disagreement on the issue paper. This is entirely a matter for you and you can take all the time you want, she said to the jury. They then resumed the deliberations. Shortly after 1pm, Miss Justice Creedon sent a jury for lunch, asking them to return their discussions on Wednesday afternoon. And on Wednesday afternoon is when they came back with their 10-2 verdict of guilty. And he was sentenced to uh, life in prison, which is about 15 years in Ireland. Yeah. Um, however, he is currently appealing because that warrant that I discussed oh, no. is uh, essentially not because they were only looking for... Yeah. So it's been determined in the High Court that the warrant is actually... Not, null and void, basically. Yeah, it's null and void. It wasn't admissible. So that may mean that, like, he... he could walk Yeah, he could get out of the technicality. Um, yeah. So, and it's been, it's been accepted in the High Court. That's the latest on the case. But that is the case. Jesus, Sarah, excellent job. I tell you what, I was like, we'll get into it and it'll be bish bash wash. And then I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. No, I, <laughs> I was gripped, but the, I, there was so much shit I had to cut out because the amount of like nonsense. Oh my God. It's it, the tabloids. They love a love triangle. They love a dirty phone call. Mm-hmm. They love anything that they can make a woman look like a whore. Yeah. They love that. Um, But that is awful. And I genuinely feel so bad for that man's family. Yeah. That's... I don't understand, man. Like, and also the guardy to think that that gentleman went missing, right? To do your due due diligence, wouldn't you be like, we should run some tests on the car to make sure there's no blood in the car. They probably there's no did, fingerprints. But in I the think car. by the time they got there, it was just too late. It's too late. Like, like, it just seems that there was. a And lot also, of- like the other thing is like, you're talking about like this man's a a cow farmer, man. Yeah. So like. You know and I know. And he's not like, it's not small time cow farming. No, he, he is one of the, he's top 50 in the country. Yeah, so like, you could have blood in a car. You could have demonstration of like blood in yeah. like the back of that trailer where you can like, it will be near impossible with that amount of time yeah. to prove it's like Bobby's, Bobby's blood. blood. But I do feel there's a lot of things that were missed Oh here. yeah, no, 100%. Like there's a lot of things that were kind of just ignored or put to the back burner or... Like, I'm sure his family were like, there's no way in hell our dad has taken his own life. Something is wrong here. And for them to be explicitly ignored and told, no, that's what's happened. And then they find his body in a septic tank on his ex-partner's land. Also for that poor woman. I know. For Mary. God, fuck's sake. She's been living in that house. Yeah. This cunt has been harassing her. Mm Mm-hmm. Stealing, stealing her knickers stealing her knickers breaking into her gaff threatening her and then she the fucking her her partner's body is found in a bleeding septic tank yeah god Ireland Ireland home of the brave she's I'm just sorry to that gentleman's family and obviously to Mary as well and, and her kids because that's horrible yeah that's like and then horrible. she obviously lost her house because she didn't go back no, she didn't go She's back. like, I'm not going back there. I wouldn't fucking go back there. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, see, look, people are stealing my knickers and there's a dead man in my septic tank. I've had enough. I'm done. Thanks very much, lads. I'm going to live in Dublin and have a great time because she clearly had plenty of money. So I hope she's having a great life. I do hope. I hope Mary is having the fucking time of her life. I hope she's she wrote herself. an apology letter to her sister-in-law that just said sorry. Mary. Now. XOXO. 
Exile Mary. <laughs> Mary, I'm sorry. But at the same time, it's like... Sorry. You know, she did have an affair. And I know she did have an affair. But that does not warrant the succession of events that happened from that. But the newspapers feel like it did. Absolutely. But of course they did. Because they love to make a woman out to be a whore. They're like, well, she slept another man. There's a reason there was a man found in her septic tank. Yeah, no, that like, guy is fucking crazy. Yeah. Allegedly. Because I don't want to end up in a septic tank. Like. Because we have a big old septic tank in Ligan. Yeah. Now, he, she did know the day where he was on the farm. She saw him. And the, yeah. And he said, it was. she said she saw him and he was like huffing and puffing. Well, he was like, I was moving. And for him to be so scummy, because what he was trying to do was frame her. Obviously, yeah. That was his whole plan. Right, they're taking the land. I'm going to try frame Mary. So if anybody does get on the land, that thinks she did it. Like The thought process is that he, his, her brain scheme was that he would, because he was the one that called it in. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, this guy is a fucking hero. Yeah. He found the body. And yeah. it's like, no, but like, you yeah. are linked to this intrinsically you were linked to this like, what are you doing like lads I don't know how many times I have to tell you if you're going to search shit like that I do want the library under a pseudonym yeah like online googling how to murder man and place in septic tank <laughs> and they'd be like oh, I was researching for a short story I'm yeah writing. like come on like the guitarist from the hill they'd check our check our researching for a book that didn't come out taboo websites um, but if they research my our history oh no our history <laughs> Like if Graham goes missing, I Google today. I Google something and I was and it was on my work laptop, but I was like, "Jeez." I Google shit on my work computer all the time. I'm like, well, I have that to- makes sense about after what happened today. <laughs> I'm like, I have to stop googling stuff on my You're work. You're a computer. liability. Um, I Google something today. I think it was like it was something about but, decomposing but body. Even in the yeah, like that's something. Oh. I would totally be like, oh, how long does it take? Yeah. Like, absolutely, I would look that up. Yeah, especially when we're doing this shit. Yeah, I just to have a concept like, of what's going on. Like, I was like, what would happen to a body in us? And like, slurry tanks have aggregate in it. And they also... They're literally designed for all of the shit to sit at the And bottom. also they're like, designed to keep... So they're pressured. So they're designed to keep the smell out, like not coming out. So they're like compact, they're pressurized. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how bad? How bad was it? How bad was it? Like... Well, rest in peace to that gentleman and I hope all the families involved are okay and Jesus Christ, he's I have a funny feeling he's getting out because that, that warrant shit. Yeah, the warrant The is... amount of people. Look at fucking Bill Cosby. Like, you know, the amount of people that have walked because of This is a warrants, Cosby sweater. You know? But anyway, Say goodbye job. to everybody. Oh, Jesus, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you alright, we're finished. Uh, but the excellent job. Oh my God, no. <laughs> excellent, excellent job. Thank Sarah you very Jane. much. I actually... I like like the last story I did was Amy Fitzpatrick. I think I've the last couple of stories I've done have actually when I've re- I've gotten better at writing them. Do you know what I mean? You've always been good at writing them. Nah. Stop it. Sometimes it's dirt, and Stop I apologize. It. And if you come into the live show, it'll probably be garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like, You'll just hear me trying to read like a four-year-old who can't. Really, uh, and then uh, uh, that's what I'm going. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. No, I mean, you're good at public reading. You used to come do the churches. I know, but I... Just imagine it's the church, no, you stupid bitch. No, it'll be fine. It'll be I'm grand. Gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I also think people, are, people aren't paying money to come and be awful. They're vouch- They're hopeful for us and vouching for us. Okay, being, now, like, when to tell you something? How many things to happen? terrible, shitty things have we set through? This is true. Because we're like, I'd have tried our best. And paid a lot of money for it as yeah, well. Yeah, and we're like, ah, oh, Jesus, fair play to them. Should listen, we bought it now. We might as well go. I sure <laughs> look, they're only having a go. <laughs> Um, but yeah excellent job Sarah Jane thanks very much um, I think that's I don't have anything else 
that's the end of the, this week's episode. That's it. Cheers for you, very fucking dog. Don't dust it, she is. <laughs> cut and dry, cut and dry. Um, but we'll be back next week for more terribleness, I'm sure. Uh, join the Patreon if you want to hear more. <laughs> She's slugging her wares. <laughs> um, um, have a lovely week. Look after yourselves. And we'll see you next week. So goodbye. No, we hope you have a lovely week. Uh, enjoy your week. Try and, and enjoy we, your week. Uh, the announcement is coming. Keep an eye on our Keep Instagram an eye on our Insta and our Twitter, and Twitter. And I'll talk about it on TikTok. We'll announce everything with all the information. And then I'm sure beforehand something will go wrong. And we'll be like, hey, all the information's wrong. Hey. Here's all the new information. Sarah has some weird disease. <laughs> Sarah's leg has fallen off. <laughs> so we have to figure that out. Um, but have a lovely week, everybody. Bye, bye. guys. Bye. Colin. I want to free bleed. I want to free bleed I want to free bleed with no liner No gums, pants or tampons for me I want to free bleed Yeah I'm really okay with the spillage, the drippage I just can't conceal. Clean up on all three, yeah. God knows, this is how my nether should feel. It's strange, but it's real. Sarah Jane just free bleed Ooh, even Colin